Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragbar. <laughs> well, we changed our name. It's Ragland. Oh, I see what you did there. Just <laughs> being stupid, I guess. There you go. Good morning, everybody. Good it's morning, morning for us because we're recording this in the morning. That's right. You could be listening to this like at 6 p.m. and sitting down to dinner and you're like, what are you talking about? And just know that we recorded it in the morning. That's right. So. Take yourself to a morning place. Yeah. Or, you know, good evening. There you go. There you go. I like it. Take it. Um, Afternoon. Exactly. Wherever you are in your day, night, good, twilight, whatever it is, good, good that, good that. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We've got a great guest today. This guy is an amazing improviser, uh, really cool dude, and like the sweetest man. Yeah, and he's done like just go to his IMDb page. He's done like and then just get ready to scroll. Yeah, this guy's guest starred on kind of everything that there is yeah. on the television and in film and stuff. Brian Palermo. Wee. He's great. He's a groundling. Uh, so we'll talk to him in a few minutes. A little tiny bit of housekeeping, then we'll get to it. Uh, if you like the show, go to iTunes. Leave us a review. It's very easy. You just go to iTunes and leave us a review. That's all there is to it, really. <laughs> just two steps. Um, also, you can email us. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We read them all. We'll write you back. Guest suggestions. If you just want to say hi, whatever. Anything. Write us. Take us down a notch. Go ahead. That's right. All that... F- free we're making yeah um <laughs> you've got the right to be mad about that's right it. well we are uh, primarily listener supported we have a stray sponsor occasionally but yeah. usually listener supported uh there's a donate button on our website it's very easy popmyculturepodcast.com you click the donate button there you go any little bit is appreciated and we'll give you a shout out on a future episode the gift that keeps on giving i guess well, the and- gift that gives once. We have a, a little bit of thank yous to do here. We so do. we've brought in a couple of our, uh, well, our podcast staple friends of the podcast who uh, maybe you're not clamoring to hear from, but they're here. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and let them in. Uh, Owen Wilson and uh, Beefaroni. So let's. Well, you live in a house, I guess. Yeah, this place is great, man. I like that you got ceilings and a deck. I mean, that's awesome. And there's a floor. Can I sit on the floor? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, guys. Wee. So here's the list of the people we need to thank, Beef. Okay, and okay. Oh, All right. Um, all right. First here is uh, uh, Hillary. Hi, Hillary. I think you're really pretty. Well, we don't know that, Beef. You have no idea what she looks like. But I got, when I close my eyelids, I see people on the back of them, and I think it's Hillary. Right. Well, her donation was very, very kind, so she's, uh, she's gorgeous in our books. Thank you know you. what I mean? <laughs> I don't mind. That's right. Uh, next up, uh, wow, this is an unusual handle, man. Uh, revenge lover. Oh, revenge lover. You know, that sounds like my stepdad. Or maybe they just love the show Revenge. Oh, I never even had thought of that, Owen. You're so, so, so very smart. I just wanted to change the subject from your sad domestic life. I don't mind. Uh, and one more, uh, Cliff. Cliff. Cliff is the thing you can fall off of to your death like my great aunt Susan. He's also the mailman on Cheers. Good for him. It's a thing to remember because I used to watch that show before I got stoned and broke my nose. Oh, is that what had happened to your nose? A lot of people don't know that, man. I want to roll on the floor, I guess. All right, you just roll around there. I'm going to actually roll you outside. Wee, they got a podcast wee, to record. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> 
Way to commit to the weeing. <laughs> Thanks. It was really good. <laughs> Thank you guys for donating. We really appreciate it. It really helps us keep the show going. Yeah. Um, and yeah. speaking of a show to go, let's do this one, let's shall go we? Let's this show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. I might puke. Uh, our guest today, well, he's a great improviser. He's a Groundlings alum. Nye. <laughs> I like to do both ways. Uh, and he's been in a bajillion uh, movies and TV shows. He's guest starred in a lot of stuff. I think Literally it's about a bajillion. It's about a bajillion yeah. credits. Yeah. It's about a bajillion. Yeah. And uh, you co-wrote a book as well, Connection, Hollywood Storytelling Meets Critical Thinking. Boom, boom, we'll talk boom. about You're so fancy. He wears a lot of hats. Yeah. Uh, Brian Palermo is here. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Thank you. It's not good morning in, in when you listen to this. So. <laughs> it's hilarious that you brought that up We've because we, we uh, recorded a, an intro where we just went, we went good morning, which we never say. Right. Yeah. And I was like, well, we're recording this morning, but we don't know when you're listening to it. So <laughs> These people hilarious are a lot of morning bits. They are. Random time of the day. Yeah. Right. Wherever you are. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for inviting yeah, we're me. So I'm, excited. I'm super psyched to come talk about myself. For a you're long so, time. like, you clear, I feel like. I'm clear? Uh, in what uh, way? Like Scientology? Scientology? Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. I am Satan free. Or are you supposed to get I can remember which sure. way you're supposed to go on. I don't think you want the... the okay, good. They're I'm, the bad aliens, okay, right? I'm, I'm uh, you just seem so uh, present as well, a I human. Well, I do a cleanse. Oh, more, really? Every, every morning. No, like, you I don't. do a five-gallon lemonade. Oh, is that what it is? Five gallons? and you have sparkly eyes. I can imagine drinking five gallons of lemonade every day. I think that's like not a cleanse. I, I think that's I, a bad idea. I think it's just an addiction. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Oh, God, I've been doing this cleanse where I just... It's, it's daily um, <gasps> for your lifetime. It's a daily lifetime. <laughs> Forever and ever and ever. There you go. <laughs> I've never really done one, but uh, there you go. It's a reference. <laughs> Strangely, country time is behind it, so... Big lemons. Big lemons kind of get you Stuff. <laughs> That's right. Um, I will start with this. Okay. Uh, well, let's start. Star Wars Episode Seven: uh, The Force Awakens teaser came out. It. I'm not in it. Sorry, oh, Brian. No. It's not in it. Should we just move on? Sorry. So it, the teaser trailer came out. They had the big yep. Star Wars celebration in Anaheim, yep. like this big five day thing where people yep. just got together and Star Wars did out. Yep. Um, and they had a big panel with a bunch of the new actors and old actors, and they premiered the teaser trailer, and everybody lost their minds. Yeah. Um, because it's well constructed and has an amazing ending with Han Solo saying Chewie were home oh. and seeing them and everybody loses their minds. Right. Um, are you excited for this next Star Wars installment? I'm excited about it. Are I, you a Star I, Wars person? I'm a Star Wars person but not, I've got to uh, what do you call it when you when you establish levels I've got to moderate it or um, that's not the right word whatever I I I, I was never obsessed with Star Wars yeah. as a kid like it, it's a lot of people uh, my age especially men have that Obsession with Star Wars, it changed their lives. It right. introduced them to uh, mythology and literature and whatever mm-hmm. you want to say, characters and all this. I was like, I don't have that, but I always enjoyed it. Always yeah. dug it. Uh, the whole I love the Joseph Campbell connection where Lucas got his whole Joseph Campbell thing. You know what that is? No, uh, big uh, professor philosopher dude. He's mm-hmm. hot. I think he's just recently passed in the past ten or twenty years. He he studied all the world's uh, religions and mythologies mm-hmm. and came up with the the myth. Uh, the monomyth. So the uh, Sumerian dudes and the Greek dudes and the Roman guys, everybody's got the same myth. The Egyptians, all, all these guys. And it's, uh, you know, regular old dude begins at home, that's Luke Skywalker, goes off on uh, epic quest and adventure, learns a bunch of shit, comes back to home, which is why it's such a, a fulfilling and um, mm. gratifying thing when, when Han comes in and says, we're home. It's like, that's the fulfillment of this giant quest that's been set off. You guys don't give a shit. There you go. No, no. Uh, 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 wait, is there a connection between them literally? Like which? Yeah, oh yeah, Lucas uh, in the seventies. I think had taken classes from Joseph Campbell, but oh, he admits okay. it freely that he got the whole hero's journey from cool. Campbell. And if you if you look at it, it's 
it's step by step Joseph Campbell's yeah. thing, which is the monomyth that's been going on for ten thousand years of oral. If it ain't broke, don't fix exactly. it, sweetheart. So uh, that's what yeah. it should have been called: Star Wars Episode Seven. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. Joey Campbell does it again. Well, the whole thing is like you, you, you meet a mentor, you get um, which is uh, Kenobi. You, you get uh, a special tool, which is the lightsaber. You you know you you have to face the the worst depths, which is the, you know the dad's the bad guy. Blah 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 blah. So yes, I was excited about it. <laughs> there there yeah. was a video that somebody posted of um, kids reacting to the trailer. Yeah. And, like, that's the exact kind of thing I'm going to click on. Right. Uh, but it was so cool to just watch, like, you know, you forget how magical yeah. those moments are. And it made me way more excited for the movie, just like, because it tapped into nostalgia, I guess. How old were the kids in the thing? Because I saw one clip of that. It was a montage of them. So right. it was from, like, little, like, two years old probably to like six years old the one I saw was like the two years old was like oh they're just they're just responding to cool spaceships yeah. and you right. know, lightsabers and stuff like that they're not responding they don't give a shit about Harrison Ford and right. um, but the six year old maybe they've already seen I feel the like movies. I feel like they've been groomed by their parents they six, might have you been, know to yeah. be like this showed, is the coolest I showed my boys they've seen all six of them plus we watch Rebels and Clone Wars so we're you know they're not obsessed either but over the seven years we've seen them yeah, my nephews are obsessed. Oh, obsessed. obsessed. I also saw a video where they showed like this Catholic priest. I think. I like, saw that one. Did you see that one? Where he's yeah. reacting, no. puts his headphones on, and he likes he's recording himself yeah. watching the trailer, which seems a little weird. <laughs> but he does that, and it's he's just like a giddy child watching huh. the entire thing. That was trending or something because it came up in some of my feed. And I say, yeah. Otherwise, I would never find that. I don't follow a whole lot. You of don't Catholic follow a lot of priests, priests. No. <laughs> and them and their reactions to and their vlogs. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I go online a lot, and I'm like Catholic priest. <laughs> uh, uh, Furious 7, react. <laughs> no, no video. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Catholic priest, Bill and Ted's X-Men Adventures, react. And upload it. I think it's all marketing. What's marketing. happening with this uh, congregation, do you think? Well, they're trying to get younger folks. That's what oh. it is. Yeah. And he was, very, he was very cute. Every time he was uh, astonished, he'd go, oh my gosh. He's like all very oh. sweet. And, and you know, he can't say, fucking chewy. Yeah. You know, so, so he missed out kind of on that. But, mm, that's uh, too bad. I just love, like, they show the, the trailer star and it's on a desert planet so he's like oh, oh Tatooine which is which is not but oh, it's, it's not. like a new planet because oh, they I talked do. about that on the panel but you would assume I thought it was Tatooine I know that's but it's just hilarious that he's just like oh Obviously, he was one of those guys who grew up. He's one of those nerds yeah. who really loved it as a child. Did you have one like that, like a, a myth desert? that you uh, clung no. to? Uh, what? A like, movie? Yeah. Oh. Or like one of those first worlds that opened you up like that. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I've never been asked that. I'm sure I have. A little bit older, you know what I dug? Romancing the Stone. Oh, me too. Is, I would love that I, movie. Is, I was probably like 12 or 13. I, I mean, I have a video of me reacting to the trailer for a message. <laughs> you ever seen that? Oh, oh, Joan Wilder! Joan Wilder! By the way, a good callback. God, how do you know that off your, uh, off your head? Uh, Joseph Campbell, too. Joan Coll- uh, Collier, a, a normal woman. She's sent on this horrible quest through this adventurous world. She meets, oh, yeah. She meets the dude who's Michael Douglas. She, mm. she, she earns, she follows her bliss, and at the end she comes back and she's changed her life, as well as she saved the daughter or the sister or whatever. Right. But... Um, that really stuck out with me because it's like there's my my first idea of what romantic yeah. or, or sexual flirtation right. was or whatever. Plus, it's like an adventure in the in the big jungle. adventure, and there were like, cool set pieces yeah. of just and yeah. Danny DeVito's yeah. funny. Oh. Like, uh, I don't know. I just that 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 was like oh, this is a great combo of stuff. I like all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, prior to that, no. That's like the first thing that sticks with me. That's funny. Isn't that I, weird yeah, I remember loving that movie and loving Splash a lot. Splash's great. Splash's amazing. And then I rewatched them as an adult, and yeah. it was like, 
Romance in the Stone, I love. I'm always going to love that. Right. But I, I just, you know when you have those moments, like, all this sex stuff, like, went over my yeah. head somehow. Like, I didn't even... I'm sure I missed a lot of it. Yeah, it's yeah. like dirty. Is Splash is? Splash is dirty. I haven't watched that so much. A little bit. I love Splash. I, it's I mean, it's a great you know, movie. No, I'm on the bar. I, yeah, I love it. <laughs> so good. Recalls. That's I don't know. I used to watch these things like, like crazy. It's like his house. This is his brain. It's just, just like, thing, thing, thing. Yeah. <laughs> you should have a pop culture podcast. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I, should, I should start that up one of these days. <laughs> I think it would be good. Um, so Star Wars. Uh, I think so. It's looking good. Uh, the buzz is good. Um, Glad we covered it. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think it's going to make some money. Oh, I think I it know. might make a few dollars. It might make a couple no, of dollars. No, and I think there's a lot of good merchandise tie-ins, especially with BB-8, the little ball droid. What? Is that, oh, that's the name of a, a new droid? Yeah. Have you okay, seen the thing? It's basically like it's it's a ball. It's like a round ball yeah. is how it moves. Like its body is a ball. And does then, it fly or does it have legs? It, no, it's a ball. It's, so oh, it's so like it a rolls. It rolls, okay. but except for there's like a head that's stationary. So it's like a thing done with magnets or whatever. Oh, like cool. you can build it. So like the head is normal, but the body is just a circle that's constantly spinning. Like Chris Christie here or something. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Boom. But people reacted to it pretty hardcore. It was in the initial teaser trailer, and then it's been in the new one, too. And then at the Star Wars thing, like a practical version rolled on stage because right. R2 came out, and so did BB-8 and stuff. And people kind of freaked out over See, that. there's so. my line in the sands. Like, I didn't know about DB-8 or BB-8. What is it? BB-8. BB-8? Yeah, right, I, I believe. Name, so. I think I'm right. I didn't know about BB-8 either. Yeah, there you go. So I could be right. totally wrong. I feel like I need to look it up and make sure no, I'm, I've it got it right. We'll talk about yeah. But BB-8. BB-8. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Big Brother 8 is what came up. Yeah, yeah, BB-8 on stage footage, so it is BB-8. Okay, well, so I got that right. Go. So now I know. He's not furry. I'm not interested. There go you fuck go. yourself. Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> what you don't know is the inside of the ball is two Ewoks on a like a oh treadmill. Oh, my gosh. So there's your fur. I would love that. moving yeah. it forward. I, and then there should be a spinoff movie about the world inside of sure. him. Periodically, a little flap opens up, and they puke out the sides because they're so... That's a yeah. lot of G-forces as well. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't. Vertiginous? <laughs> Vertigo-ish. I want to sound smart, but I don't know words. I think it, that sounded real. I was like, there ooh. Go. There you go. This guy could write a book. This guy could write a book, which is only self-published, so don't get that excited. Anybody, you know, anybody, anybody in the world could publish a book. Let me see. Uh, yeah, BB-8 just put a book out. What? <laughs> oh. Those Ewoks are good. Rolling on. Yeah, the BB-8 story. Rolling on. That's right. Um, so on the flip side of that, so that looks good. And then yes. the same week, a couple days later, the teaser trailer for Speaking Batman versus Superman. Superman came out. Which I did not see, actually. Well, it's uh, very very somber, very serious. Dark. Dark, dark, dark. dark. A lot of voiceover people talking about, is Superman good or bad? He's an alien. He's your blah, 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 whatever. Oh, I have heard a little bit about that. Right. And then Ben Affleck's brooding, and then um, they just kind of stare at each other at some point. Uh, Henry Cavill, same guy from Man of Steel. Beautiful view. And, yeah. it's, and it's Zack Snyder also, who B. did B. that too. Beautiful boy. So, but is this from like the original Frank Miller story or something? Because he always had like dark adult stories. I don't know the yeah. exact. Because I didn't really read DC stuff. I read Marvel growing up, so I don't really know the but exact out half of the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's very, it's very like dark and serious. Sort of like Man of Steel was. It's very sure. humorless. Very like. Dark. I, I don't enjoy it too humorless. I loved all of Nolan's Batman's, which are very oh, good yes. as well. I loved them. Man of Steel just kind of liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah, I, I know people that like 
love the comics so much that you know hey 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 hated it and i was watching like twitter reactions to the you know from the same people that were like big big into those mythologies growing up and they do not like the trailer oh there you go yeah the buzz isn't very good on it and a lot of people were like why did you release this two days after the star wars thing like maybe wait a little while longer and and they said it was leaked and then all of a sudden it's officially posted and i was like yeah if you guys are so in the know do you think any of that crap is actually leaked or is it just all marketing it's marketing i mean i'm sure i just assume there's no such thing as an actual leak anymore i just assume it's all marketing the actual leaks that happened were in like somebody's like oh expendables 3 just got leaked a week before it opens in theaters and everybody's yeah yeah, the whole feature right that stuff is legit Legitimate, I think, yeah. but like the trailers and stuff, I no, I don't. They just want I think it's all they want people. They feel there. if it's viral and people feel like they're looking at something yeah. they shouldn't see, Snotty. they're gonna want to look at it. It's yeah. it's it's a uh, it's a uh, cinematic lingerie. You yeah, exactly. Oh, I see something I shouldn't see. Right. Ooh, okay. cinematic yeah. lingerie. There you go. Very <laughs> nice. Then you get a theatrical heart on. I mean, <laughs> you get some kind of excitement. No, just a real boner, man. Straight up boner. Finally, features right. That they're wearing. That's always funny to me is like when they release, like, here's a sketch of a character sketch or here's the cape or something like that. And people lose their minds. People actually get worked up over that. Oh, I know. Already. I I can't really relate to that kind of fandom. Yeah. That's again, that's my line. I don't get that excited about a a sketch of something. I mean, I I always hope something I'm a fan of is good when it's Mm -hmm. produced in another media, but it's like, I don't, it's not going to, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Yeah. I mean, I understand being, getting a little weirded out by like, you know, Joel Schumacher putting nipples on the bat suit. Yeah. Like, which makes no sense whatsoever. Like, does, why would there be fake nipples on a superhero costume? It's just a weird bad choice, you know. Yeah. The the least of the problems in that movie. But but on this thing, here's a line, because I'm a a Game of Thrones obsessed Mm -hmm. guy. Uh, so what's her face Daenerys who's supposed to be like white hair and purple eyes and it bugs me that she's got the super black uh, eyebrows it's like they, why don't you why don't you fix those you know, make her eyebrows oh, more yeah. albino like the rest of them are supposed to be and um, yeah so that so there's my line I guess it is important to me on some other You've lost sleep over that. I've lost sleep, lost sleep yeah. over that. You look really tired. <laughs> well, I've got every week when they come out, I've got to then Photoshop eyebrow, right. eyebrow, eyebrows on that woman. Yeah. So it's, um, it, it takes a lot of time. And she's so pretty with the dark brow. I've got to say, from just a fashion perspective, I think no. she's nailing and that this brow. this is why you're wrong. <laughs> no, fashion, fashion, pro, uh, possibly, probably, I defer to you. But in the books, they're like white, silver, albino-y hair, right? Yeah. So albino-y hair wouldn't have black Black brows. Eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. Is that actress, striking. Is she Spanish or something? I assume she was British. Amelia. I, I think she's British. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she shouldn't have dark eyebrows. I'll make a call. Make fix it. Yep. Fix not it. a problem. <laughs> make that happen. So Very I'm assuming bad. you watch the show. Oh, I'm obsessed with the show. Are you show. caught up in everything? Yeah, everything. Right. Everything. I've read all the books uh, to date. And I'm, had you read before the show? No, we watched the first like two seasons of the show, and I enjoyed it so much. And everybody said the books are great, yeah. so I got one. Um, I do everything on books on t- Audible. Mm-hmm. Um, so because when you're in the car, or whatever. So I killed all five of the books in about four months. I'm oh wow! They're long. You're like horse pill. Yeah. Books. But you know, when you're in the car, so uh, so I knocked out all five of the books in one summer, like I guess two summers ago or whatever it was. So yeah, I'm up on the books and the the series. The series got me into the books. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never read the books. I've just seen the show. Um, Enjoy it. Oh, I love the show. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. I mean, some episodes I like better than others, sure. but 
the, the thing, and I've talked about this before, and the thing that, that always made me crazy are the people that read the books that like scold you that oh. are that are always like, oh, that person died. Well, just you wait, buckle <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Did you like them? They're gonna die like all the time, and it's just like, okay, let just let me watch the show for well, the love those, of those God. People who are making those comments are. Uh, they're called assholes. And yeah. they just said, there you go. So, you know, you, you can't, there's no accounting for what people will talk about. And it doesn't reflect on the show. or the- I read the first book and then I think I should listen to them because I don't have the time at home to like read, read, read. Yeah, but I haven't great. started listening to books yet. Like Ugh. people keep bringing it up, uh, what they're listening to. And I just have to download some and do it. Get on it. It's so easy. And, uh, you know, especially, well, you're, do you reveal that you're a mother of one year old? Or I reveal it. That? Yes. All right. So <laughs> You're a mother of one year old. You have, you, there's no way you can read. As soon no. as I read like four sentences, I'm a sleep. No, if I am, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> having it read to me yeah. is literally the only way I'm ingesting books these days. Like 95 percent of giving the books any I've read, information. That's it. It yeah. all comes from stuff reading it to me. Um, but then you know you, you get to ingest it. Yeah. Awesome. But the flip side is when your son is like eight, George R. R. Martin will just finish the new book. <laughs> You're probably right. So you have some time. I've got time. This is true. So you can, you can invest. I can you suss can it out. It. Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, I love the show and I love the book too. I was surprised that I really got into it. It's fun. Um, and I like, I like yeah. fantasy stuff. I yeah. just, my favorite thing was like, this is just really done well. And yeah. Like, that guy, Martin, is, his brain is ugh, awesome. It's just, the mythology is so broad and so deep and there's a billion characters, and you know I can follow most of them because I've done all this. So I say I don't know how a casual watcher could ever follow the show. You no, know, that's kind of what drew me to read the books because the first two scenes, like, all right, I have no idea who these people are. Sorry. Yeah, I would always be googling while I was watching it, like, which one is that one? Exactly. Oh, oh, yeah, it's hard. It's like you start to get drawn in, you finally get used to somebody, and they kill them off, and yeah. then they bring in like eight new people, and you're like, I don't want. <laughs> Come on. But that's also what makes me like it is there are uh, there stakes. You could they they could kill off a character that you like, as opposed to a soap opera. Someone's like, you know, this guy's coming. He's back. doing well. He'll be there. He's yeah. Coming. It's just that was a de- dream sequence, or they'll bring back a twin brother. Or, you know, there's no stakes to that. No, it's exciting. Well, that's why I st- yeah. you know halfway through the first season, like the, I mean, I don't think I'm spoiling anything at this point, yeah, but but you know, like you know, Eddard Stark with or Ned Stark with uh, Sean Bean, who's like the top build actor in the right. show. Talk about reaction videos, yeah. you guys remember those yeah, on the yeah. web? It's Ooh. sort of like you know, it was like killing off uh, Janet Lee and Psycho. Like yeah. no one expected that and lost their minds when it happened. So I'm saying lost or their minds a lot. I don't know why. Would be a, if they killed off SpongeBob in his own series, that would be right. a big deal. It's like this is a mean guy, and you killed him off. All right, now enjoy Squidward. Right. <laughs> there he goes, Ooh, he used to live in a pineapple under the sea. SpongeBob deadpan. All right. Poor guy. Oh, so sad. I, I feel like I've overtaken the, that's, the conversation. No, with that's how you should do it. Okay. No, it's, yeah. that's what it's all about. All right, then. Um, but speaking of something where a lot of people die, Full House is returning. Hey! Officially, I'm so excited! Really? Oh, yes. we, we brought it up last episode of WonderCon briefly because it was like supposed to be happening, but it wasn't official. But now it's official. Really? Official. John Stamos uh, gave the exclusive to Jimmy Kimmel on the show. It's a thing, and supposedly it's going to follow uh, Candace Cameron Bure primarily as a uh, widowed mother of three. These poor widows and oh, widowers. Widow. Like her, oh, she grew up from a widower, and now she's been widowed. This is Woof. one of the daughters. Yeah, that, yeah, that's DJ Tanner. Got it. See, I never watched the show. What's either. wrong with you? I never watched Are you a pervert? I am a pervert. That's why I didn't <laughs> watch it. Because if I watched it, I would immediately masturbate. So <laughs> right. Yeah. That makes sense. Two sex states. How rude. Oh, Stamos does it for everyone. It for everybody. He's a sweetheart. 
But uh, Ooh, what is your? Do you have a Stamos story? Who doesn't? Who doesn't have a Stamos I don't story? Know. So Stamos is blowing me one day. I, <laughs> you know, I have, I have no Stamos story. I don't know the guy. I don't know Saget. I don't know the other one. Except so you don't have a stable of Stamos stories. I don't have a stable of Stamos stories. <laughs> Stor- St- sorry, no. <laughs> story. I have no other ST words either. Oh man. STD. Stash. STD. Good. Thanks. Well, they're bringing back Jody Sweeten and Andrea Barber. Who are they? Are they uh, actors. Yes. yes. Jody's the daughters who were not the Olsen twins. Well, Andrea Barber played uh, the friend, Kimmy Gibbler, who was around and annoying uh, her character was supposed to be. Um, so, yes, the primarily the two sisters. Um, I don't know. The, the, they're kind of being coy about the extent of people's... Aren't uh, they being coy? Well... <laughs> they haven't leaked anything yet. Right. They're not kind of telling how... I mean, other than saying it's going to follow Candace yeah. Cameron Bure's character... They've been pretty, like, we don't know if the rest are going to make cameos or be I mean, more they involved. they have to all be in the house. You would think so. Says a viewer who cares. Well, says the title. Sincerely, Vanessa. It's yeah, it's in the title. It's full house. It's, it's got to be full. It's, it's fuller, fuller house. You know, it's fuller. Oh, yeah, we're go. expecting a lot it. more. See, yeah. I, I use that when I play poker, and it does not work. Uh, <laughs> but I'll say this. Even though I don't know the show, I am happy that they're bringing it back in another format. Because I think... There's money enough and there's uh, outlets enough now that you can bring back anything. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's really cool. So, I, you know, a bigger example would be Arrested Development. Yes. Like Netflix or whatever. Maybe this is bigger. I don't know. But, I mean, you can you can find uh, outlets and they can do it at a budget now that you can do it. And yeah. And get it out there. Even if your fan base is only 10 million or 20 million or whatever, which is crazy. Yeah. It's worthwhile, I guess. So You're talking I'm about your fan base? My fan base specifically. Is <laughs> yeah. It's 19 million Oh, plus. I hope you get to 20. Thank yeah. you. I'm trying to push this, thing. this. should do it. The yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will yeah. put you over this the top. This is going to make you very famous, honey. Minutes, right? Yep. <laughs> probably. Probably. I see those numbers. Star meter. You've got to just keep checking your star meter. The star meter. Starmeter. The starmeter. <laughs> the starometer. The starometer. There's another ST word reading. Come on. Mm. Oh, man. There it is. There it is. How stainless in the starometer? You see? He's big. Oh, yeah. And in the stratosphere. She's probably pretty big. In the stratosphere. All right, next. Um, <laughs> so there's this thing that's happening on Twitter called hashtag Kylie Jenner Challenge. Where uh, yes. people are suctioning their lips yeah. to make them look like hers. <laughs> I have seen this. You know, I, I, I both, I'm sometimes embarrassed that I didn't do more uh, research into what's trending, knowing that that's what your podcast is about. Uh, and I'm happy that I actually know what this is. I mean, I've known like two out of the three. I can't believe that you can do that to your lips. You obviously done it to your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I plumped before you came. Plumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, <plumped> <laughs> Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but like, I. I'm so stupid that looking through the pictures and seeing like you know these bruised mouths, Massive. I still wanted to try it because it's so funny looking. But I would have to deal with like a hickey around my Here's face. Here's my question: How long does it last, though? Is it just a couple of hours? Or yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's and sure it I mean, you have down. a horrible bruising around your mouth. So that's probably a couple of days or something. Yeah, but it's not. No one's permanently damaged from something like this, right? You could have pop blood vessels that might not go away. That's I mean, not, I'm not a dermatologist, but not a groovy idea. No, I don't like it. Have you done it, Cole? I haven't. Yeah, all right. It would look good. I mean, I, mean, I, I did it back in Beaches days, and I was trying to look like Barbara Hershey. Sure, that's But, different. you know, that's we all did reference. that. With a mustache and a beard, it would be a very interesting look. It would be oh, pretty great. Oh, that would be nice to see it a man with a full, full, full lip. <laughs> yeah. 
I really would. Your face. I'm sorry, I cut you out the full, full. Oh, no, just a man with very full lips and a beard, I think, is something we don't often get to appreciate. We don't get enough of I greed. I feel like women would love it, and the bruising wouldn't even show up on you. Uh, right. Because of the beard. It's a built-in camouflage. Oh, God, Cole, do it already. Full lips and a beard, the Cole Stratton story. <laughs> Got my memoir. Full um, lips, can... big beard, can't lose. I don't think I would try the full lips thing. No. I have no interest in Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm not 17 and an idiot. So. Right. Yeah. It's a good combo to not yeah, be. <laughs> there's probably some filters there that if I were 17 and an idiot, I would happily do it, try it. Who knows? I mean, it's a challenge. It's a challenge with a shot glass. So guess what goes with a shot glass? There's a lot of booze involved and you know, people are doing that. Right. When Why people not? drink, they make crazy decisions. Have you ever noticed that? I have noticed that. <laughs> it's my presence here at the podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I just worry, like, because that's like a minor thing that can't really hurt you or whatever. But like, what's the thing that's going to start happening that people are going to hashtag mm. and make it that's going to be really dangerous? I'm sure yeah. things already have happened like that. I feel glad to not be in that world but I get scared with all the like the viralness of like and the desire to tape yourself doing these things because yeah. the whole fail culture and everything like those are just dangerous things that could be like deadly it, it makes me nervous like I ha- I'm too tender to even watch that stuff there's a Canadian show called World's Funniest Fail I think that is exactly uh, America's Funniest Videos but with fail videos yeah so, um, and it was on I was in Mexico a couple weeks ago and they had a Canadian feed to the satellite where I was like what is this weird thing it's hosted by Terry Crews it's like oh yeah awesome that's like yeah. a weird choice uh, they have a couple <laughs> of comedians who comment on so they just it's the same thing they, they show fail videos from that they, I'm sure they get free online yeah and then they make some of their jokes off of it um, and as bad as some of them are I do laugh at them I, I, I'm, don't I, you get I'm so guilty. scared though for the only one that was scary, they made a point to show that the kid was okay afterwards. Okay. So that's so the only one that caught my attention, like, oh, dude, that could have broken his Yeah, leg. those they falls a, just make me go, oh. Uh, yeah. They make a big point out of it. He was okay. But all the rest of them was like, if you're stupid enough to get yeah. on stilts and try to ride a treadmill, I enjoy <laughs> your uh, hematoma. I will revel I'm, in I'm what you I'm just going to laugh along with the rest of the <laughs> You know, that was your choice, man. <laughs> you know, so. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are hard to watch for me. I find, like, I just... You can't laugh at them. I just I don't like go, cringy oh, things in general. Yeah. I don't want to, but it's just it. It's they're so fast. They're so well, I mean, I laugh in real life when people fall. Like, right. well, that's fun. like it. I shouldn't. So there is something of me that likes it. I guess it's just like the setup of the big ones is scary. But if I just saw it happen, like I really do. I, laugh. Maybe that's it. I mean, it's like it's, it's you you're flipping through and you think, what is this? Oh my god! You know, Whoa. I, I wrote a shopping cart off a cliff or whatever, and Liv is like ridiculous choice. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm in. Thanks. I'm, I'm in Mexico. Didn't cost me anything. Exactly. <laughs> I just remember like watching America's Funniest Home Videos, like where you could tell they started to try to stage them it was always like the camera was always put at a point where like somebody's playing pool and somebody's standing oh, yeah. bound by the pocket and their their balls are right there oh. like their crotch is right there and the camera's low to catch the pool shot yeah, and then boom oh the the thing pops the table hits him in the balls he falls over they all laugh that was my first credit actually is uh, oh congrats guy hitting balls on the pool table so yeah well, there you go was that an exciting project oh it's great yeah <laughs> nothing for it oh cool very very cool yeah uh, I don't know. I'm sure they're, they're staging some of these fails. Or oh, they're staging the, the the stunt knowing that it's 99%. Yeah. It's not going to work yeah. either way. The, the guy on the stilts, homemade, by the by, trying to step <laughs> on the treadmill outdoors. Like, there's no chance this is ever going to work. Yeah. It's only a matter of, is it going to be funny when you flip off, or are you literally going to break your neck? That's yeah. The, is the only option. Let's find out. Let's exactly. <laughs> Jump on in. We're scientists now. <laughs> so, um... You one of the jobs you had early on was uh, you were a tour guide at Universal Studios. I was, yeah. How was that experience? Yeah, both fun and not worth doing for a long time for me. It was uh, 
way back. It's eighty. I moved here in eighty nine. So uh, and I thought this would be a fun job. Tr- I, I'm very Gabby, not a problem. Um, Were you doing it when Karen Mariano was doing it? Nah, not with her, but it might have been about the yeah. same time. Sepulveda, Tony Sepulveda did it, mm-hmm. you know, before me, and, and uh, a lot of people come through that. World. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just thought it'd be fun. It was a week of training. You have to learn a, a, a binder full of uh, universal trivia. That's like maybe I'm giving my finger a symbol two inches thick here, mm. and you have to learn all this junk to, to to do it to be able to talk the whole way through. Now, twenty years later, twenty five years later, whatever it is, they, it's just all videos and uh, oh and really? Clips of, yeah, because I did it like a couple of three years ago. I had some yeah. come out. And uh, the guide themselves don't have to say a whole lot. They just oh. say, here, now watch Ron Howard talking about Imagine TV. Or here's a clip of Tom Cruise. Where's the showmanship? Exactly. But back then, it was hard, man. You got to yeah. talk for like 12 hours straight. And uh, it was re- I was in the July, so it was really super Oof. hot. The smog was still nasty there. You were not allowed to talk about this. You not, could not mention the smog. You had to lie and say it was the marine layer. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All this kind of crap. And, uh, <laughs> and it was minimum wage. So it's like, oh I, my I, I thought the end of the day, is like, oh, this is fun, but it's killing me. Yeah. Like, I got to get out. And as soon as I had a chance to uh, apply for like a real office job elsewhere, I did. And, and then I moved out. So I was only there for like a month. Um, but it was fun. Do you remember any trivia? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff about the Court of Miracles was where they shot the 20s horror movies. So uh, Frankenstein and uh, The Mummy and Dracula and all those things that saved Universal or made Universal during the Depression because it was all these movie actors who were not stars. It was Lon Chaney, You're Gonna Know Better Than Me, Boris Karloff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, those type of people that were not beautiful actors. They were working you know, for pennies on a dime, whatever, but they were under a Frankenstein mask. It yeah. did, didn't matter. So they shot these things for super cheap, and then it was an escape for the the, the Depression Americans. It's like, oh, let's go see this scary shit. Uh, but they shot it all on this one set called the Court of Miracles, huh. basically, like 90% of it. And that Court of Miracles was right outside the earthquake attraction that was new the summer I did it and broke down every day. So you would be stalled in this stupid tram <laughs> Oh, my gosh. In front of the Court of Miracles, and you had to talk about it for like 20 minutes, 30 oh minutes, my 45 gosh. minutes. Another oh funny thing God. about the Court of Miracles. Exactly. <laughs> you know, is also is redone by this and that. Oh, oh my uh, gosh. Including George Hamilton's Once Bitten, uh, whatever. Oh. All this kind of crap, you know. Um, but I did enjoy it, and I like the people. They were all fun. It's, yeah, it's, they're all like improv actory people. They're you know they're all, they're all fun people, and uh, so yeah, I enjoyed it, but very short lived. What was your introduction to improv? Uh, University of New Orleans. I'm mm-hmm. from New Orleans, so I went to school at UNO. Um, and Uno, Uno, Uno. You know we call it, uh, or the University UCLA, the university closest to the Lake Fund Arena. Which <laughs> <I was saying. laughs> um, but uh, beep, 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 what was I saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was in communications, but uh, I took an acting class as an elective, like sophomore year. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I, this is this is great. I don't have to study. I don't have to write any essays. <laughs> had you not done theater? No. In high- oh no. wow. I, I kind of had a vague uh, desire, but I was too afraid. I never, yeah. I never pulled the trigger on it um, all through high school or anything. I I auditioned for something at. A girls' school because I went to an all boys' school, which is lovely and repressive and awesome. Mm. Uh, and I got I got cast in this thing, and then a week later they changed rehearsals to the same time I had soccer practice, so I couldn't actually do that. Oh. So I tried once, and and God said no, apparently. Yeah. So I just <laughs> but so acting was so um, uh, attractive to me because you didn't have to really prepare a whole lot. You didn't <laughs> extrapolate that. It's like improv. You have to. Prepare You're supposed to less. not prepare. Yeah. yeah. So it's like. Because of my laziness, it's like, I love this. And then, just by dint of being a straight man in that world, it's like, oh, I can meet a girl now. And it's like, so I just love that whole acting world. Yeah. And, uh, like, the second acting class I took at college, we had, like, 
a few improv exercises, and I loved it. I thought, oh, this is so much fun. Oh, and, wow. And uh, I always like to say, I learned this phrase from uh, Patrick Bristow, a grounding alum and, and brilliant dude. Uh, improv's got a very low expectation. The audience knows that you're making this shit up. They know that you have not written it or tried or, or anything, so uh, it's a low expectation. Conversely, it's a high appreciation. If you come up with anything that's even vaguely funny, that everybody's on board and they yeah. really love you, it's, mm-hmm. again, it really appeals to my, my laziness. <laughs> your laziness and your ego. My laziness and my ego, and it's great. And you don't have, you don't have to prepare anything. You don't need a prop. You don't need a wig. You don't need a, a shirt. You don't need anything. Yeah. You, know, you can improvise with just your brain. Did you come here to do Groundlings? No, 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 no. I came on here because I wanted to be in entertainment, vaguely, somewhere in that Mm. world. Uh, New Orleans at the time didn't have any filming. Uh, Now, for the past 10 years, they've had a lot. Yeah. But at the time, it was was either oil industry or, like, tourism. And I didn't know, I wasn't really in love with either of those ideas. I didn't know what to to do. So I thought entertainment is fun. I like all TV and movies Mm -hmm. and radio and stuff. I like all that stuff. So I'll come on here and try to get a job somewhere in that world. And I just kind of jellyfished my way through. That's why I was a tour guide for a month. <laughs> and my office job was Wheel of Fortune, the game show. Oh, my I gosh. I for seven years. What all did you do there? Everything, man. I was the phone monkey for the first six months. I answered the phone eight hours a day. And it was a contestant line. And old ladies just called and say, how do I get on this show? <laughs> and I would give them the same spiel eight hours a day. Oh, my gosh. There, there was voicemail all the time. There was computer technology to do it. But my the boss thought it was better to have a human voice. And so, and I understand that concept, but by doing that, I got to speak to maybe 60 people a day live, whereas a computer could have gotten information to 600,000 right. people a day. Right. So I think it was kind of a, a, a bad choice at the end of the day. But anyway, I did that. I was a prize coordinator for a year, which Ooh. no one in the world, I, no one shares That's that a job. credit with me. That's yeah. a job. And it's a great job because it's also very lazy. There's actually a prize brokerage firm. So my job was just to call them and say, Get me a truck, get me a trip to uh, Fiji, and get me a, a watch worth 20000 And then you like, they sit would go back? And, and then I sit it's back. crazy. It was so easy. I had that <laughs> shoes and contestants, and for the bulk of that time, I was the assistant to the producer. So I oh, did a cool. lot of fan stuff, T-shirts, travel to this and that. And we, oh, we had to do sweepstakes. I had, to, I had about, like three or four months out of my year with all the, was all the sweepstakes. Setting it up, making it happen, going on the cruise that was the prize to the sweepstakes. So me and two <laughs> blue hairs. Oh my gosh! Cruise ship for seven That's days. Crazy. Whoa! Look, yeah. I'm not saying that I should be a contestant on Wheel of Fortune. You should, but yeah. I'm just going to put this out here. Right? Put it out. P. L. Stop Stop. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Uh, I'm just good at guessing letters, you guys. Yeah, there you go. You're fantastic at it. I, the I, purple people eater. You were going somewhere with that. I worked the used letter board before that was computerized. So uh, the contestant, there was a little strip of alphabet, and I would physically flip it over when the contestants called, you know, P and L or whatever. I'd flip it over, and they'd look over and see, okay, that one's been used. Don't use it. And whenever they forget, because they often forget, uh, Pat would say, well, it's only used letter board, and I would wait. <laughs> 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 now it's all computerized, but I literally, that was a job. Only when we were taping, we only taped, I don't know, three months out of the year, the rest of the time you're in the office, but the weirdest shit, so, and I loved it. I thought, this is such a queer little corner yeah. of TV production, but I'm still in TV. I'm and not, you were very close to Vanna. I was very close to Vanna and Pat, and both, <laughs> uh, both sweet, both funny, both cool. I love them, still love them. Uh, I don't watch the show that much, but yeah. I haven't seen them in years. But Do you go. remember when, like, back when you would get money and you'd have to spend it? So, like, you'd go into the yeah. price thing, and whatever you had left over was like, and I guess that ceramic bunny for $295. Ceramic my friend. It was, uh, <laughs> that predated 
hated me, but uh, we got a lot of letters about it. it. was so much so that we had a form letter answering the ceramic really? Dalmatian coins. Like, where can I buy a ceramic Dalmatian form letter? Everyone wanted it? Not everyone, but enough to make <laughs> oh, a form letter. Oh, enough to make a form letter. My yeah. God. <laughs> so weird. Um, so entertainment. So, yes, yeah, so yeah. I got into TV. And then from the, the moment I came to town, though... I was getting into improv for fun, to meet friends, because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. That was my hobby. Um, so I took groundless classes immediately, and I got into the LA Connection immediately in another group called The Wild Side, which is long gone. Um, theater sports I played with for like three years. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so I was really whoring it up with all the groups. Yeah. But um, as you know, with groundless, it takes forever to go through the, the yeah. system, and there's no... There's not a guarantee that you'll get in the system. Right. More so, the odds are you are not going to get into yeah. the company. But that wasn't even part of my thing. It's like I wanted to take classes yeah. with, you know, supposed to be the best ones. And um, so I did. And then all these other groups, I was uh, performing as well. Theater sports were also the, some of the best classes I've ever had in my life and uh, yield a lot of amazing improvising. But um, yeah, so uh, the only regret I have in that, timing wise, is UCB and IO and all those guys mm-hmm. started after I was kind of already established at Growlings and I was too lazy again yeah. to mm-hmm. go take classes with them because I would have liked to have done so. Second City as well. Because um, I, I like to sample everything. Yeah, see. I think that's such a good thing. It, and sometimes people email about that too because they know that Cole and I are improvisers. But sure. I think that like the best advice is there is not one school to take from. Like Go everywhere and see what jives with you because everywhere is a little bit different. And totally. like... Honestly, such different kinds of strong performance. It's it's more so the people you work yes, with, exactly. less than what the what they're teaching you. Like yeah. you, everybody can learn to like yes to listen and yeah. yes and and like approach it from like a character perspective or a game perspective or whatever. Like that's just different styles of play. You can learn that wherever, but it's more so about meeting people that you gel well with or you don't gel right, well that's with. Random. Yeah, yeah. You have no control over that. Yeah. I teach over the groundlings as well as outside stuff, and this the class dynamic is so different depending on the individuals in it. Yeah, and it could be a really fun class or it could be like oh this one's not going to be so much great because these two idiots are blah blah right. blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, so that's a very random thing. And, and that question's come up to me a lot. It's like, what teacher should I take? Or which which theater should I go take class? Like, dude, where, wherever you can afford to go take class, go take class. Yeah. And if you like it, stay with that yeah. as well as trying, you know. It, it always comes down to money. I mean, when I was here, oh, when so I was uh, first moved here, I could afford one class every three months. Yeah. That's like six turns. Yeah. Them, you know, kind of thing, but. Anyway, yeah, so I didn't come out here to be an actor. Uh, much, much later, I was almost 30 before I got in the Groundlings, uh, and, or the Sunday Company. I was like late 20s. I got in the Sunday Company, and that's when I got my first agent, and I got my first professional job, and that's when I first had the, the inkling of, well, maybe I could do this. Maybe mm. I can try to wow. make a living at it. But, you know, being almost 30, that's you're a dinosaur in yeah. Hollywood. So I was coming at it a year away from playing dads. You know, so right. I never had the opportunity to play college guy or right yeah but that was my own choice i was too i was too afraid to jump in but you have played what what i guess is a college professor i have played a college professor Mm. in the uh social network which of course is david fincher's story about friendster yes so you got to work with fincher i did and i you sort of told the story backstage of the groundlings that you know you had to spout all this jargon all day long it was horrible yeah it was all computer stuff and it was um the, the scene was just setting up how smart Eisenberg is. Not Eisenberg. Uh, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, right. Played by Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, so to show how smart he is, uh, the, the setup is 
here's an advanced Harvard computer science class, and this, this one problem that the teacher, me, is, is putting out there is so impossibly cryptic and mm. arcane and hard to understand that only the smartest person in the world could do it, and then Zuckerberg answers it as he's walking out the door. He just throws it over his shoulder like, of course I get that. And then the audience sees that and goes, oh, this guy is super he's smart. He's brilliant. Yeah. So that's, that's the point of the scene. I'm just there to provide all the hard Spew computer the info, shit, yeah. and I don't know computer shit. Uh, so it was uh, two of those words I love to say, and honestly, I just pronounced phonetically because I did not know what I was saying. So <laughs> it was I, I, so I got it in context. I mean, it's a computer thing; it's yeah. some kind of graphic thing. But I just pronounced them the way I thought they were pronounced. And one of them, it was a formula. It was like maybe it's like forty-two uh, x ten or whatever. So I asked Fincher, looking for any excuse to talk to you because I'm a big fan right. of his. Um, it's like, is this pronounced, do you want me to say times 10 or X 10? And he actually texted Sorkin, who wrote the script, and it came back, oh, the proper pronunciation is Hex 10, H-E-X. It's like, not only would Whoa. I have said that, I didn't know that was, a, yeah. a, I didn't know it was an option, you know, so yeah. I was so far out of my field. But I just had to say this computer problem thing maybe 40 times Whoa. over that day. And a lot of that was not on me. They were shooting right. over my shoulder onto the, the action of the... Eisenberg and the, and the other students but half of it then they turned around was on me but I said it maybe like 40 times or so and it's like oh this is this is hard and I was nervous I love Fincher right you know you want to be good you want to be professional um, was I that knew, one of your most stressful jobs it kind of was yeah because uh, a lot of my jobs will be a little bit improv based or I, I know that I can probably play around a little bit once you give them what's on the script uh, some directors these days are more open to that this was not I was, I was told that Fincher and Sorkin behind the scenes are sticklers for their words and rightly yeah. so because they're excellent words right. so I was trying to get this verbatim and that's not my strength and so um, I tried and tried and tried and, and I definitely flubbed some up but when you do 40 takes I mean I there's going to be something in there yeah. and, then, and then he edits within that too yeah. so yeah. you know it, it worked I guess <laughs> so, there, so there's my story of being a Harvard professor. Oh, and then so I went in the makeup trailer. I come out of the makeup trailer. The little 18 year old PA guy is walking me to set, and I'm still got my sides in my hand. And I'm going over it, going over it. He goes, "Are you nervous?" I said, "Well, you know, a little bit." It's like I'm not really a computer guy. He goes, "Yeah, you're no Harvard professor either." Whoa, sassy. <laughs> so was, no, he wasn't being mean. He was just being totally honest. Yeah. Like he was relating to me. He's like, "You're an actor. You're not a professor." And like, like, kid, true words were never spoken. <laughs> not a Harvard professor nor my computer guy. Yeah, I'd be like super intimidated to ever do an, a Sorkin script because he's known for being like to the letter. Like yeah. if you say don't instead of do not, he'll be like, no, it's do not. And you got to be walking when you're saying it, honey. Yeah, yep. and I knew that. And that's why I was, I was really nervous about yeah. it. And that said, though, I was able to improvise a tag at the end oh, of that really? scene that made it into the final cut. <gasps> oh, oh, nice. That's cool. Super, super proud of it. And uh, because Sorkin won an Oscar for that, really, I should uh, You get, got an Oscar. Get Oscar winner, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I contributed to the script. Uh, just at the end of it, uh, Zuckerberg's walking out. And it's this long shot of him walking out. And I'm... No one called cut, so I just keep going with my shit. Well, I ran out of the computer problem, mm-hmm. so I just deferred or defaulted to generic teacher stuff. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, does everybody see how he got there? And blah, blah, blah. And that made it into the final. Oh, that's nice. So cool. There you go. So well again, that added like three seconds. You know how he it, times everything. He's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. something's fucked up. <laughs> uh, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I was nervous about that, but I, uh, I think it came out okay. And Fincher was great. I barely had, you know, two or three line words yeah. with him, but he was great. Super professional set. They don't mess around at all. He gets a lot of takes, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. What's so like, the loosest set you've been on? Ooh, good question. Um, 
Uh, Martin Lawrence. There's a show, a movie called. Uh, I did two of his. One was Rebound. It was the other one. It was a detective. Oh my god, I can't think of it. Blue Streak. No, no, uh, 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 Mama's House. Big Mama's. Oh, Big Mama's House. Okay. So before he gets into the big fat suit and is doing the Big Mama's character, he's a uh, he's an FBI guy or CIA guy or whatever. And the setup is okay. You got to go undercover to go catch the bad guy. And that speech is given in a, a, a bullpen of the CIA. And I'm just one of the other, you know, white CIA guys. Yeah. And I've got like one line or whatever, but that was super loose uh, <laughs> because you know, Martin was getting some of the words. And some oh my of the gosh! Lines and maybe not. And Paul Giamatti was in there too, and I love him. And um, but that was a really loose set because it was like we're we're trying to get some of this. And all the exposition, all the setup of okay, this guy's a bad guy. Uh, the the grandma lives. You must go undercover as the grandma. That's that's the entire setup of this movie, and you you got to get something about that. Something got to hit that. pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but that day was super loose, and um, yeah, that was it. Uh, more more like uh, dialogue improvising. That just go all over the place. Was like a Kirby enthusiast <laughs> or something where you're you're allowed to just go anywhere you want. Oh. Right, just yeah. give you the situation and the beats you got to hit, and see what happens. That was super fun. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. It's a great show, so much yeah. fun. So you're, uh, are you currently working on Pee Wee's Big Holiday? Is that I a am. thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I shot uh, for a week, and I've I've wrapped. I think they're done like in uh, next week or so. So yeah, I just I just finished that last week or so. Amazing. That's it was super fun. Got to be a cool cool thing to be a part it of. It is. It's a cool thing to be part of such an iconic character. Yeah. And uh, Paul Rubens, uh, another ground. I'm sorry. Did you know a, him a through ground? I, yeah. I, that's why I bring it up. Yeah, I, he was he predated me by you know decades yeah. or whatever. But we did an alumni show together called uh, Beverly Winwood yes. presents the Actors Showcase, which was a parody of Actors Showcases. So it was all these Groundlings actors doing characters uh, poorly, being, right. being a character that's a really bad uh, actor by choice. Um, so. Uh, Paul did a scene within that with Lynn Stewart, who played Miss Yvonne all those years. And Lynn is a, another alumni who's very active. She comes to the theater all the time. Yeah. And she's a, a, adorable. I Nicest love her. lady. Um, so I met him through that, but we, we never had a scene together. I never got to play. He was just super nice and sweet. And um, we did that show a million times over the years. Tony Sepulveda created that show. Um, You've done it at Sketchfest, yeah? Yeah, we did a couple oh, yeah, years yeah, ago. Sketchfest, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a really yeah, fun show. I mean, but that was already years after it had been done here. Yeah. But anyway, so I knew Paul a little bit through that. He was nice enough to call me up for an audition, and, um, you know, I got it's a tiny role, but I was so happy to get it and do it. So, yeah, I just shot that a couple weeks ago. Really so fun. cool. It yeah. is fun. Yeah. It's so great that it's coming back. I'm so excited. Such a magical world. It's yeah. not, it goes, it, 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 it circles back to the whole Fuller House thing. It's like they're doing this for Netflix. So it's a full yeah. feature, but it's not being released, which I guess, I don't know the business side of it, but I guess that release, that relieves some of the risk. The financial so, risk. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't must make 50 million just to break even. So Netflix is, that's a, a perfect <laughs> example of this is a beloved character and there's a big enough audience for it. It's worthwhile bringing back. Yeah. Even if it doesn't make a billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so super fun. Paul's sweet and uh, everybody there was great. And that is awesome. I loved it. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. It's so great. Indeed. Well, let's do first. We do this every podcast. It's a different first from life. Uh, what was the first club you can remember participating in at school or elsewhere? Oh God, uh, Cub Scouts! Like even oh, like a kid. Yeah, kid? That, that counts. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, that was the first like official thing. Oh no! Before that, uh, Little League. I played Little League when I was four, five, six. Whoa. So that's got to count as something. Until I realized I uh, couldn't see well because I, I need I have contacts. 
Uh, but back then, I didn't know I need glasses. So part part of why I was bad. No, I'm just genetically bad. I'm I'm, yeah. a, I'm a theater geek. I'm not an athletic dude. But um, part of why it was because I couldn't see the ball until basically it hit me in the face. Oh. So that so and that's what also drove me away from it when I turned six. I actually got hit in the face by a hard ball. I was like, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> that's was, enough. Hey, what's an indoor kid kind of? Cub Scouts is great. So, uh, yeah. So I'd say Little League was my first club. Thing. All right. How about you, Vanessa? What was yours? I can't remember the first like official club but I remember with my friend Erica we started a club called the Helping Hands Club and it was not like it sounded nice well that was like and we had like a little picture we drew of like you know hands reaching out and there were hearts on it and we would try to raise money for it but secretly it was just like a destroy boys club oh yeah and so like our Helping Hands notebook were like filled with like when you hit boys with rocks like we had these playground rocks we would throw at people it came back to bite me so honey you're just like a psychotic who yeah. would like manipulate <laughs> yeah. through altruism right. but you really just want to hurt people yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Yeah, it was fun though. Um, well I mean, they were, uh, you know, when they're does boys. Get out of jail? Uh, she's actually, you guys, a lawyer, a big time, not sassy surprised. lawyer. Yeah, she's the first to say, not so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She, she has done well for herself. Well, well and in her argument, she's like, and let me throw my final stone. <laughs> At Travis. <laughs> Boom. Indeed. Uh, for me, I mean, I definitely played like T ball and did Cub Scouts and things, but the first like thing that was called like a club that I can remember was in junior high because I'm such a stud, you guys. Yep. I was in the Trivial Pursuit Club. Nice. And you're still kind of in a Trivial Pursuit Club. Which pretty much all the time. Yeah. But we basically like at lunch twice a week oh would like God. just play Trivial Pursuit during our oh, lunch at hour. lunch? Yeah. Oh, eat, eat our food guys. and play Trivial Pursuit. Why not? That's so sweet. Yeah. Have you, have you had sex yet? <laughs> no. So I'm hoping soon. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I think Jenny is starting to warm up. Warm up to him. Yeah, yeah a little right. bit. Yeah. A little bit. More arts and leisure. Less uh, <laughs> right. photography. That's right. The, like. the gals like the You know how to woo a woman through like gameplay. You know oh, I always got yeah. so annoyed when, when, they, when the yellow would come up, which is like history Sports. or important or whatever. And I was like, oh, I don't know. The Ottoman Empire. Let's move on. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> Ming Dynasty. You right. ignore the Ottoman Empire at your own peril. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's do my question thing. Uh, okay. We're going to do a build a movie. We do these quite a bit lately because they're fun. Uh, together, we're going to build a movie. We can add as many um, actors. We have no budgetary constraints. They can be living or dead. Anything. Oh, I like this idea. Um, we're going to build uh, a theme park disaster film a la Jurassic Park or Westworld. Um, so let's uh, let's start on that. Okay. I, what do we start with? Does it matter? Does not we can matter. maybe start with what the world is. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. water, water slide. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the name of the movie, too. Water yeah, slide. Yeah, but with the uh, exaggerated. Slaughter slide. Water slide. There's like two omelets and an extra A. Oh, yeah. Water slide. So we'll yeah. film it in San Dimas at the water park that was made famous by Bill and Ted. Oh, it's just mm-hmm. made there. It's that's good. where it'll be. So it's a. Uh, we can say it happened maybe in like Norway or something. I feel like it would be nice to have like you a destination. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know? And Norway's so dark and, 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 and grimy. It'd be scary. That's the disaster. Yeah. Oh, man. There. So it's a, it's a water slide. Slide festival that they have once a year. So all these well, people, Norway, only, they only have, have one day of warmth. One day of warmth, one day of yeah. warmth. So, yeah, right? So it's the one warm day. Right. right. So everybody comes from all over, but it's way overcrowded. Like there's way sure. too, many people. too many people, and they've and been guess what happens? right. The water slides are over. Like there's too many. Yeah, they're taxed. Too much weight. Oh, right. Oh my gosh. And, and then the ones that do make it down the slide, there's piranha in the water <gasps> because of some villain. Okay, we need some cast members. Um. Who is our beautiful single mother that's taking her kid? Uh, Got to be somebody super young and, and hot. Yeah, to be a single only mother. Yeah, people that could possibly play single mother. Maybe Scarlett 
Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. She's a little old, but okay. Uh, we could go younger. Horrible. Horrible misogynistic yeah. Hollywood No, I think person. this is actually uh, how it goes. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure oh, it is. she's a hag. Fat uh, she's, hag. Yeah, uh, she's 29. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ariana Grande. She's oh, a single mother. That's right. actually pretty she's great. taking yeah. her kids. Ariana yeah. Grande. The park is running. three kids, by the way. She's, yeah. You know, all right. The oh, park. and those little twinnies from... Um, from Parenthood, I want them to get more work. Those little blonde girls—they're coming. They're her kids. Okay, great. I don't yeah. know who they are, but I want them to work more. Okay. They play one girl, but then I saw them at an audition, and there's two of them because they're young, them. you know, and they're right. like the cutest little people. So Indeed. they're coming with. Okay, good. The park is run by Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, of course, he's local. He's the He's the one. We can just fill this whole thing That's with Skarsgårds. There's a lot, and of he's them. been trying to figure out like because it doesn't make much money because it's only open one day a year. Right. right. So he's like, ah, I don't know what to do with this year round. This year, I don't and that's why a piranha smuggler says, "Let me store these here until I can move them." It'll be like the in between thing. And he thought he cleaned them all out. Thought he got them all out, but one was left. One had like gone inside the filtration system and spawned in there. Paul Giamatti is the piranha smuggler. Right. I love. it writes itself. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. We need a male guy. lead now. The um, guy, the blonde guy from True Blood, who Alexander like, Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that he is, is he related to the others? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's perfect. He's, he's oh, Norwegian. Yeah, right? he is or a beautiful thing to Be- look at. Beautiful thing to look at. Oh. Um, and Ariana Grande is and, so small that that's like, going to look amazing right, together. Sorry, I so, there's only a 20 year age difference, so it's appropriate for oh, Hollywood. Yeah. You know that she would be in, interested <laughs> in him, uh, so he could be our lead. All right, and Sean Bean is a uh, security guard there. He's like really he's drunk most of the time. Well, he gets mm. killed in the first reel. Right. Oh yeah. 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 He's the one who discovers. He's just like for some reason not, the filtration system is not working, and he's like. God damn it. So he like he takes a swig of whiskey and he goes in there and he reaches his hand in to try to figure out what's the thing and then, yeah. and then you know he gets trapped. Why are they all trapped within the water park though? Well it's just the food. beginning until until the piranhas evolve enough intelligence to get their way out. Oh the people. Why are the people like, sorry? No, but that's a. I think that's great. So they have. Well, that's just somehow. Simple. Yeah, they evolved. You're right. You're right. Right. All right, but the people. That's an excellent question. Now, why are they trapped? Yeah. Why the, won't you just leave? In the thing, because there is a toxic cloud of stuff in the it's air. Just the marine layer. That is yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, that is uh, deactivated by water. So you have to stay in water. <gasps> oh. If you get out of water, you die from the toxic cloud. So you must be in the water. Oh my gosh. Rock meat hard place. Great. Uh-huh. This guy. Yeah, look at this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Water slide. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and the little ones. Water slide. Water slide. Grande is petite enough that she could float on one of those floaties and not actually get in the water, but the piranhas are all underneath her. Uh, oh, yeah. And the kids, too. Yeah. So if you get off the floaty, you're dead. Yeah, you did, honey. You're dead. And then they use. Um, and then there's like a gentle soul played by Jorge Garcia from Lost. Oh, good. Who he's just he's he ends up giving his life to save everybody else. He's like, I'm going to go out on this water slide, you guys. I'm going to do a cannonball, and I'm going to get all the <gasps> all the all, I'm going to get all the piranha to come to me, right. the ones that I don't splash out of the water with the cannonball, and then you guys can get out of the water. It's that's redemption. Wow, yeah. I love that. it works so well. That's yeah. how he does that. That's great. And then they run and they pour water on themselves as they run to the to the boat. He splashes enough on them. That better, they're better, fine, yeah. Better. And then the cloud is dissolved. Yes. By, by America. Yay! <laughs> Yay! We did it! That was brilliant! I 
Oh, Water slide. What a movie. R- Rick, um, I look forward to seeing the poster. Rick is uh, one of our longtime listeners who often makes the posters for these oh, uh, fictional movies. Please do it. Please do it. So, um, so, Rick, we love you very much. I want to be a victim. There you oh, go. Yeah, you can be one of, maybe the second victim would okay, be good for you. Right. I think you'd Sweet. be great at it. Um, okay, these are my questions. Have you Sweet. ever met an Olsen twin? I have not. I am sadly. so sorry. Okay. Yeah. If you had three words to sum up your approach to improv, what would they be? Ooh, listen. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Listen. <laughs> play. Mm-hmm. Um, fun. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you know Patrick Bristos that he says? No, what is he? Joy, saying? focus, relax. I always. That's pretty good. That's... Did joy. Joy is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Focus. Uh, that's too much work for me. <laughs> relax is kind of. What did I, I said something along the relaxing line? Did I say? Fun, Play. I guess. Play. Yeah. Play, I would think of yeah. relax. Uh, fuck, marry, kill. <laughs> I think that's what it. Uh, yes, those are your. That's your approach to improv. Right. I'd imagine. You, yeah, he just bulldozes, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's a terrifying partner. And he has me twice, married me twice, and killed me three times. So there you go. Okay, Mr. Palermo goes to Washington. Yes. You've been made a senator for one day. Ooh. What bill are you proposing? Ooh, uh, probably heavy education stuff because, you know, they cut education all the time. Yeah. It, 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 everything, in my opinion, goes back to the root that we as a country are just not educated enough on a lot of the Agreed. most important issues. So my one-day senatorship, I would do some kind of... Make everyone smarter. I would change what? Make everyone more smarter. Make everyone more smarter. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I would I would do something big education. Big I education. would just push for funding for Water Slide! <laughs> National That's, funding. Yeah, I mean, come on. The, the, the U.S. taxpayers should... Pony That's up. right. U.S. Okay, you've angered a wizard. And he's giving you a... <laughs> Stop right there. Let me, let me soak in that <laughs> setup a little bit because I'm in love. Okay, I'm a, I've angered a wizard. Yeah, and Good. so he's going to punish you. Yeah, that's he's... right, Brian Palermo. <laughs> You've made me so mad. Oh. But he's a wizard with a heart, so okay. he's going to give you an option between two punishments, oh, and you'll have Lord. to choose what you live out. Oh, God. Um, either you're going to host Family Feud every day for the rest of your life, but it's never aired. So you you're there working on it for like three hours a day, every day forever and ever and ever, and it will never see air. But yeah. you can live the rest of your life as you wish. But do I get paid for it? I mean, can I, uh, can no, I pay no, my no. Bills? Oh no. No, okay. I mean right. you're gonna have it's to a, fill in the other time. It's a torture. It's yeah. a Sisyphean thing. Yeah. All right. But you that's only like four hours a day. You okay. can find a way to make it work. Okay. Or you have to be a tour guide at Universal full time for two years and you can't do any like other performance. But only two years. Yeah. Um, oh, I do the I do the universal thing in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, did you know? Did you look me up? I actually hosted Family Feud live in a casino in Atlantic <gasps> City. Yeah. Did you know? Yeah, I saw a little bit of your uh, your hosting reel. Oh, it's so queer. Uh, yeah. So I've done that. I've lived that hell, honey. And I'm not going back to it. I, I would rather. I would rather. I, I love that. I, I love the, the hosty stuff. I'm yeah. very I'm very chatty, as you can pick up. I have no problem with all that. Um, but doing it every day for the rest of your life. That's that's. The, okay. Uh, what if you are paid? Maybe, but not that, handsomely. Just uh, maybe feud then because you're inside. It's air conditioning. It's a sweet ass easy gig. I'm yeah. not digging ditches someplace. I'm not outside in a tram breathing all that toxic stuff. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe maybe you feud it up in, in that way. That's fun and easy. You're just talking to people and playing a game. This it's, it's, it's this. You're doing yeah. this. You're talking That's to people playing a game. Worst. It's this podcast. Um, Are we on Family Feud? <laughs> how many people surveyed said? Oh, that was so, really fast. It's just uh, in Atlantic City, you're doing your doing live at a casino, and you get a lot of casino people. And there was a free ticket. Come, you get to see a free version of Family Feud for an hour, and then they release you into the casino, and hopefully you lose a lot of money. So uh, a lot of people come from Philly, and just like Atlantic City's not Vegas. It's right. got, it's got a, a, a seedier sort of. 
So you get a lot of rough trade that they pick randomly from the crowd that is coming up to now be your family feud contestants. Because it's not like real families. It's just five random people on either side of the thing. So that was the harder part. Oh, my making, gosh. Making a lot of small talk with like, well, I see you have uh, three tattoos on your neck, which is the first. <laughs> I don't know. I have, I have nothing else to chit-chat with you about, man. Oh, so my it's gosh. Like, that was the hard part. The rest of it was just like, yay, yeah. game. Did you ever have anybody that was just so awful that did something so terrible you had to remove it? Remove them from the thing? No, no. Uh, I wish I had a great story like that, but no, they were all, everybody was like keen to play. The the the, the downside is like there, there was no vetting process. There's just like, they would get like 500 random people for every audience. I don't know how they did that. Um, and they would pick five or 10, and that, 10 at least. Uh, and so you have no idea you're going to get. So a lot of times you get somebody who did not want to be on stage. They didn't want to be in front of people. Um, they had an opportunity to turn it down. They didn't have to, but they would win you know, 50 bucks or something minimal. You, you got something. Yeah. So a lot of people would do it just to get the 50 bucks, but didn't want to be. Then and your improv skills are like, I'm going to make you look good. Dude, I'm going to try to make you look working. good. You're tap dancing yeah. your ass off. Yeah. And, uh, and they just didn't have answers at all, much less good answers. And, you know, you can't make fun of them. Right. You know, too overtly. So, uh, there's a lot of tap dancing within, within that, but nothing horrible. Nobody came up super, uh, he had some drunks, but nobody's super drunk and crazy. I'll make up a better story for the next time. <laughs> no, it's, it's I went good. to a, um, Bob and David taping this week right. and it was really fun, but Paul F. Tompkins was like the warm up guy, basically. He was like mm-hmm. hosting and emceeing it. And there was this wasted woman, like who gets wasted at a TV show taping, who <laughs> kept getting up and going up to him and while he's trying to like while they're changing the sets talking into his microphone and trying to teach him to dance and like only he could have made her seem okay Okay. you know what I mean like he was really like doing her a favor I was so stressed out just watching it thinking like you know he is working hard right now well, to make Tom, this okay for so everybody. He's smart and he's yeah. funny, and I, I and he's kind. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. don't know him. I don't know his style that much, but I don't. I don't ever think of him as being you know evil or insulting. No, he's so such a like a gentleman and so yeah. nice. He really handled it, but that just made me think of like yeah. Sometimes you're just dancing, honey. You're, you're dancing, <laughs> dancing, dancing, dancing. <laughs> <laughs> dancing around. This is your final question. Yes. HBO is making you a two-episode guest star on Game of Thrones. Oh. As a brand new character, oh. who is he and what is his arc? Apparently by my reaction, something with a permanent <laughs> erection. Um, who am I? Ooh, some kind of... Oh, I really like this world, but I don't know all the references. Um, so I got some kind of magic, for sure. Yeah. Some kind of magical something. What's uh, going on with your hair? My hair? I mean, no, no, no. Oh, oh I look at my real life in the yeah. mirror. Oh, I bet, uh, in the, in the Only in actors. Oh, That's scared when I say To make up for my bald spot in real life, I would have awesome fucking luscious hair in, uh. in a Game of Thrones. Uh, long, like shoulder lengthy, kind of, uh, you know, cool, uh, I don't know. Rugged. Are you imagining yourself kind of rugged? Definitely. Everything opposite of what I really am. So, yeah, like rugged and competent. And <laughs> Not getting grace- hit in the face with graceful. softballs. Exactly. Uh, graceful, magical. Uh, you know, I'm saving the world. I'm, I, I've got a dragon on one shoulder and, you know, uh, you know, uh, sex women on the other side and I'm drinking meat. And, uh, so, yeah, I, I, so definitely a good guy, though. All oh, that, yeah. all that misogyny and horribleness within good guy That's the world. Oh. Yeah. world. Well, you know, it's like Game of Thrones is always like, yeah. that person is despicable and he's a hero. Yeah, and he's the good guy. Yeah. Uh, yes, know, oh, that's a great question. I wish I had a better answer. You know oh, nothing, Brian Palermo. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be just though because he's up just too cold. I don't know. Cold. Too cold. Send me down to Dorn where it's nice and warm or something. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> you I, got another reference to know that. I do like, like you know, like they, for example, Jamie Lannister went from being the most despicable character in the yeah. first season right. to being in, in a, like a great 
character you root for. That's from the book. That's how, yeah. that's how well written it is. That's such a like great arc. Martin's uh, ingenious, you know, because he is a despicable, horrible character. And then you find out later. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> He's right in the next book. What, what drove him to it. And so it's kind of justified. And you're yeah. halfway cheering for the bad guy. It'd be kind of interesting if they let Martin Lawrence do it for a season. Yeah. He did Just, that movie, though. What was that movie? Big where? Mama's Winterfell? No, no, no. He was, he was like a guy that went back to medieval times or something. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Black Knight. Yeah. Yep. I think he's That's what it was. Player. He's done it. All right. So have one of your listeners mash that up for, yeah. you know, uh, one minute of Black Knight. <laughs> Black Knight of Thrones. Yeah. Putting him into Game of Thrones. <laughs> there you go. So there it is. So my guy is some kind of awesome ranger with magic and, and sex and ability. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Sounds perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my name. <laughs> well, you made it all the way through Ryan. That's it? Oh, I know, God. right? Come on, there's got to be more. Crazy, right? Yeah. Um, people should get your book. It's uh, it's on, go to Amazon. Yes, I thank you for the plug. You don't have it. It's, it's more about broad communication. Using improv to be a better presenter and communicator is my section of what that is. That's it's directed cool. for the science world because those guys often are drawn to it because they're introverts and they're not good presenters. Nor they and they have to present a lot for their work. they have to present a lot, especially if you want to get anything done in this world. If you want to get a job, A, if you want to get any funding, B, if you want any kind of activism, if you need to talk to government agencies, the scientists are the A students, the government are the C and D students, you've got to bridge that gap with some kind of communication. Yeah. If you want it, that's why global warming is not even believed by half of the country at this at this point. You know, it's horrible. So, uh, yeah, so that is more directed towards uh, the science community, or just anybody who wants better presentation skills. There you go. And if people, of course, and if you're in the Los Angeles area, uh, come by the Groundlings. See uh, see a show, but uh, Crazy Uncle Joe show. Every Wednesday night. We've been doing 14 years now. It's really fun, you guys. I have played, and Vanessa will play. I I would love to. It's really fun. I don't have pitches on Wednesday, Sunday. It's super fast. It's probably the fastest improv show I've ever played in. Is it? I think so. It's. Yeah, it's ridiculously quick. It's yeah, cool it's really fun. It's really fun. And again, it goes to the laziness. If you throw that much stuff at people, they miss all the stuff that doesn't work. Just it's true. Like you constantly. Yeah. That's, that's what you got to be fearless. Love is like just clap in. Do your your like move it to wherever you want to move it to. And if it doesn't work, someone's going to clap within ten seconds of you clapping. It, it, will, it will move on to something else. And if yeah. that, but if your idea does work, then we can milk it for the next twenty minutes. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a, kind of a fun fun. It's really cool. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. Groundlings. Uh, it's it, there's just a lot of great shows there. Yeah. If you've come down to LA, see go go to all the comedy theaters. There's a lot of great oh, places. Yeah, there's so much to see, and go it's to, so cheap. Like I think yeah. it's so fun to have guests in town, and then just be like, look at all the people you can see performing all week. Yeah. It's exciting. Like real people you see on television. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially Uncle Joe show. You like flows? Come on, Stephanie, Stephanie Courtney. Yeah. Flow from Progressive. Yep, is, uh, she's there member. most of the weeks. So yeah, Jordan Black. Uh, Black, who's, uh, also from Progressive? No. <laughs> <laughs> Community, other thing. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of good. It's all very bitter and, and <laughs> <laughs> Well, can I do what I can? Uh, people can follow you on Twitter too. You're on there. They sure can. And I, I are you just Brian think, Palermo? I think I am. I got authenticated from the thing. So oh, congratulations! A star meter. Oh. Man, getting verified is a dream, man. Is it? Yeah, a dream. Oh, I said verified is like the little the little check mark next to you. Yeah, it's verified. So I and apparently I'm so jealous, right? Are you not verified? I'm not verified. Oh, I can't continue this. They they verify you if they feel like potentially someone could imitate you, like a fake account or whatever. Like they like, no, this is the real deal. Like right, nobody's imitating me. But uh, uh, yes, I am on Twitter. So if I get any any, I will write new tweets for any new followers I get. Wow. Yeah, I don't. 
write a whole lot of tweets. So <laughs> I, I'll personalize them for any new twat followers I get. Oh my gosh, that's a great little carrot to dangle. Here's an offer for you. Speaking I'm of, unfollow of, you and refund <laughs> you. Oh, great. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of verification, though, I remember when Poff Tom, a couple years ago, Poff Tompkins wasn't verified oh. and he was trying to get verified, but for some reason they wouldn't do it. So what we did is a bunch of people made oh, fake yeah. accounts that were like similar to Poff Tompkins right. and just to show like anybody can do this. So it was a slightly changed spellings or like ridiculous ones Puns. like Stack of Pumpkins. I think yeah. that was one. I did Macaw of Tompkins. So it was just, he would just Paul repeat his jokes. Pumpkins. Paul of um, Pumpkins, like yeah. all this stuff. It was really, really funny. And it worked. It worked. He yeah. got verified shortly thereafter. There you go. So, just do his activism. Activism. Yeah. Right. So follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Palermo. Uh, I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here, Brian. Thank you. What a treat. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.